Are you a culinary enthusiast who has a passion for the art of fine cuisine? Are you passionate about sharing your culinary skills? Hello and welcome to TripCast 360, the podcast of lively banter about travel, tourism, and entertainment. This is Michael Gordon-Bennett coming to you from a hot and steamy Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am joined by the Barbados Flash B of what I hope is a cooler Big Apple and Dave Cumberbatch. It's like 60-something degrees here Fahrenheit. I mean, I'm loving it. It feels like summer after after coming out of 20-degree weather than 30-degree weather. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was 90 here today. And this is, oh, man. This, this is April 20th, and it was 90. Uh, well, that's, that's for you. That's for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a video of the Prime Minister of St. Kitts suggesting that every employer should use the COVID vaccine as a means of employment in St. Kitts and Nevis. We need every employer, not just to say, but to insist that every employee must be vaccinated. This is where it's going to come. For the protection of your business, for the protection of the peace and the health of those who are vaccinated, employers, including the government, will have to give consideration to that. <laughs> wow. That, that says a lot. Well, you, you, you'll get a kick out of this, too. I also saw this. This is tangential to what you're talking about, but nothing to do with travel and tourism. The president of Yale University said nobody's coming back to his university in the fall as a student unless they have the COVID vaccine. Wow. <laughs> I, don't wow. Know how you, I don't know how you enforce that in America. I think it was probably a little easier to do with St. Kitts. But <laughs> well, I'll tell you some things that I read in the news as well, that Bud, Budweiser and Sam Adams are giving away beer money. And, and beer money is that they're giving free drinks to anyone who has taken the COVID-19 vaccine. How about that? Hmm. That sounds like I missed the boat on that deal. My wallet is empty. I want some of that Budweiser money. But I just had my second shot. I don't know if it's safe to take four shots. Maybe I'll get more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, my, I had my second shot. It's been it's two weeks ago, two weeks ago today actually um, that I had uh, my second shot, and uh, I feel fine. I mean, I, the first twenty four hours was that what they always tell you: you get tired, and I actually got a little feverish for about twenty four hours, but it went away so fast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, my, and my girlfriend had her second shot a week ago. She nothing happened to her. You keep saying your girlfriend, man. When are you going to get married? Yeah, you're not performing the ceremony. Trust me. <laughs> 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 no ceremonies. Anyway, this before we get too far out in the weeds, and we got our poor guest holding all the way from Barbados, and we lose her internet connection. Um. We have a lot of exciting things coming up uh, in the near future. Um, we have um, uh, our next episode will be on Hawaii, but we're also doing a lot of things. We're building our own online store, uh, which we hope to launch in a month or so. We're also, um, uh, we've been telling you about the photo of the month contest for probably two months uh, <laughs> by now, if not longer. It is coming. And there's a cash prize on a monthly basis, and we will reveal more details of that, too. It's actually going to be kind of time to when the uh, store is launched, so all of it will be kind of tied in together. So bear with us. It's coming, and uh, we look forward to seeing your submissions. As regards to this podcast, uh, you can catch our podcast on our website at trip.com. 
podcast360.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We are on every single platform you can imagine and probably a few that they're even going to invent in the future, but we're going to be there. So uh, please share, subscribe, and like us. Uh, Share with your family and friends and uh, uh, tune in. We like to have fun. Travel is meant to be fun. No more serious travel talk. I mean, we'll get the serious stuff in, but we're still going to have a lot of fun. So uh, Dave, why don't you uh, hit them up with uh, our social media handles? Yeah, we're also on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Follow us, like us, message us, and tag us. And to begin receiving our newsletter, you can go to our website, tripcast360.com, and please sign up. And Michael talk about the podcast, but our platform, 360.com, is more than just a podcast. We are a unique consumer-friendly approach that provides our audience with the information they can use either to purchase products or just just have some good fun hearing and reading about our traveler uh, experiences. Yeah, and the other thing too, and we haven't done a lot of this yet, but this is also coming. And one of the reasons we hadn't done a lot of the focus on entertainment piece of our our podcast shit is the entertainment industry was obviously shut down because of COVID, but all that's about to change. And as a matter of fact, it has changing. And the reason that we always say travel tourism and entertainment in our introduction is the entertainment industry is tangentially related to travel and tourism in a big, big, big way. And I don't think people realize it. I mean, think about this. A movie is shot someplace in the world 24 7, 90% of those places are tourist destinations. Um, concerts are held, concerts, excuse me, are held all over the world. Most of those aren't tourist destinations. Sporting events like the Olympics coming up in Tokyo later this summer are held all over the world. So we're also going to be in incorporating some of the uh, entertainment uh, aspects into our program mm-hmm. um, as we go forward. And you know, for those of you who have been to our website, we actually, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, singer, songwriter, producer Pharrell. He just opened a resort in Miami and there's an article on our website about it in the featured story section. So, you know, we're starting to get that piece of it into our program as well. So with that being said, let's introduce our guests. Well, let's get her in here. Her name is Kelly Henry, a vegetarian for over 25 years, always had a strong love for experimenting with Caribbean and international cuisine and enjoys enjoys creating delicious and nutritious recipes. She studied international cookery and bar technology, and this knowledge coupled with her love of cooking earned her numerous culinary awards. In 2017, she published her first book, Fine Dining, Caribbean Vegetarian Recipes, which was nominated for, I hope I'm saying this right, the Gourmand Cookbook of the Year in 2018. She's also a YouTube sensation. She has her own channel called Kelly's Cuisine, where she gives step-by-step instructions on making local and regional international dishes. Kelly's desire is to encourage everyone to eat healthy, starting with me. So she makes it all fun. (laughs) And uh, Kelly, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm really excited and happy to be here with you guys. And yes, starting with you, I'm going to get you off a path to healthy eating. (laughs) You'll you'll be proud of me since November. I've lost 22 pounds. Wow, wonderful. I'm proud already. If you're going to lose some more, just continue to follow me on YouTube. And I'll show you ways that you can have food that helps to reduce. And yet it's still fun to eat. Well, I, I'm actually and fun. I, I'm actually looking at your YouTube channel right now, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. So 
Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, Dave and I are, uh, he was excited to have you. And when he told me about you, I said, yes, get her on this show. So that is right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it had nothing to do with the fact that you guys are both Bayesian, you know, we just, like, <laughs> <laughs> Barbadian connections. Has nothing to do with they, it. <laughs> they, there you go. Well, well Kelly, well, uh, a warm welcome to our podcast. Uh, Thank you so much. You're very much welcome. As Michael said, you've been a vegetarian for 25 years. You love exper um, experimenting with Caribbean and international cuisine. Was mm -hmm. there an event in your life that drove you to become a, a vegan? And where did you get that love for, exper for experimenting with uh, Caribbean and international cuisines? Well, oh, well, that's two part question. So I'll answer the first question, the first part first. Um, yes, there was an event that caused me to become a vegetarian. My husband was a vegetarian. So, but I wasn't. So I was always cooking two pots at home. So I will cook one set for him and one set for me. And then it just became cumbersome. So I'm like, as I'm cooking this for him, I'll just eat what I'm cooking for him. So it saves time, it saves money. But when I go out, then I will get my meat wherever I go. So that just happened to be it. I just fell into that. And then one time I went out after having not eaten meat for probably uh, probably like weeks. I don't even think it was months. And I went somewhere and I got meat from um restaurant. But I mean... It was probably greed because I hadn't eaten meat in so long because I stopped cooking it and was like, it was not cooked well. But I just had this craving for it because I hadn't eaten it in so long because I no longer cooked it. I still ate it anyway. And I became so sick from eating that meat after having not eaten it for such a long time, that I got completely turned off from it. So there was nothing life-changing, you know, it wasn't, it was just easier since my husband was vegetarian, so I stopped eating it. And then in doing that, I realized that the way I felt after not eating meat was different. But I didn't want to think it because I wanted to eat the meat. Like the doctor didn't tell me to stop. I just stopped because it was more convenient. But I felt the difference in my body. So I never went back. Is it safe to say that your husband was the inspiration? <laughs> I guess it is safe <laughs> to say that. Yep. The unsung don't, hero. Don't, he don't forget he may hear this. Just as I was the, the main cook in the house. He, he cooks as well, but as I was the main cook in the house, I had to be responsible for the food. I just became a vegetarian by almost by default. And then my body loved me for it. I felt healthier and I never went back to meat. I, I have a question to ask. And, and I, think, I think I told you right at the top of the show that I've lost 22 pounds in the last four months. One of the adjustments I made to that diet of mine was less meat. A lot less, actually, because I, I was a notorious meat eater and a lot more vegetables, which I was not very good at <laughs> doing, but I've actually started <laughs> to eat them a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think the point you <laughs> just made, uh, the point you just made about feeling better 
it's true. Then when I cut down on the meat, mm-hmm. I feel a hundred percent better. I'm not a complete vegetarian like you and your husband are, but uh, you know, I I've got it down to where yeah. I just eat a lot of fish and occasionally some chicken, and that's mm-hmm. all I eat as regards to meat. And I feel so much better. Yes, you do feel better. You feel your body. You feel lighter. You, you feel that your mm-hmm. your body is working better. And that wasn't something that I set out to do, but that happened, and I realized it, and I never looked back. Oh wow! Also, allergies. I, I guess I should that makes mention that-, that. Like I had an allergy with um, it was red meat, so I had stopped eating red meat from very young. But I would always still eat chicken. But red meat used to always bring some marks upon my skin. So to stop eating it clear that up completely so my skin loved me for it since we are talking about eating healthy do you how how do you accommodate for taste in terms of not using as much sodium in your food etc how do i accommodate for taste yes because most most people will tell you they need some salt in their food in order to get that taste and and i agree nice taste I, I totally agree there, everything you should be done. Everything should be done in moderation, but I am not advocating mm-hmm. to cut salt out of your diet completely at all because salt will bring the flavor as well. And you mm-hmm. need, you need some salt in your body to help it remain balanced. So I will never suggest not having salt because if you did that, you'll start to cramp up. I mean, I'm not a medical professional by any means. But not having enough salt in your diet will cause cramps, and you don't want to have that. Okay. But if you go to the other extreme and you have too much, then you can get another adverse effect. So everything should be taken in moderation. So don't knock your salt out completely, but don't overdo it with your salt either. Moderation okay. is the key. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Michael? Yeah, I'll just substitute. I'll just, I'll just substitute a beer for the for that salt. <laughs> no, Michael. <laughs> You're not do that. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna change him by the end of this show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> trust, trust me. A lot of people have tried. The fact that I don't eat that much meat anymore was a is a good thing. It took a long time for me to get that through my head. Hmm. Okay, that's good. Your body will love you for it. Oh, it does. I mean, the energy that I have now, the fact that I'm not bloated constantly and having cramps in the middle of the night when I'm trying to sleep is all, I think, attributed to not eating meat. To your diet, yes. Yep. Yep. Your your diet is key. Yeah, and it's actually more important than exercise, and I exercise a lot. I mean, I rode my bike 15 miles this morning before I uh, sat down and started working. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was able, I was able to get through that pretty fast. Okay. Yep. Yep. Diet is extremely important. What you eat, I mean, what you put into your mouth, what you eat, and also what you drink, can determine a lot of things going forward. Right. So you're telling me that I should cut out my adult beverage? <laughs> is that what you think I'm saying? I said everything. No, 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 don't, don't, don't go there. <laughs> yeah, clarity said, is important. I mean, I, I I'm looking for some clarity here now. I said everything should be taken in moderation. I didn't say cut out. I love you. I, I, I love you. I love you. I love you. So, 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 Dave, instead of six drinks, you can only have three a night. 
So okay. don't overdo. <laughs> don't <laughs> overdo. And if you're accustomed to having two, okay. then you're only going to have one. Moderation. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, I got you. Okay. I, uh, 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 Kelly, uh, in terms of when you personally changed your diet to, to match your husband to become a vegetarian, where does the cooking classes and stuff that you learn now that you're preparing, where does that fit into the equation? Did it happen uh, before you changed uh, your diet way or did before. it happen during the process? Or? No, oh, okay. way before. I always loved cooking. I was trying to remember the first time that I actually prepared a meal for myself. And I'm thinking I was probably about nine years old because my mom was a cook at a hotel. So I was exposed to like high-end food from very early. And I remember going to the hotel where she worked, you know, when I was very young. And, you know, they would take us through, me and my other siblings would take us through like the staff entrance. We would end up in the kitchen mm-hmm. waiting for her. And I was just amazed watching all of these chefs around me, these guys in the big white coats, creating all these masterpieces. And I'm just seeing these things passing. And, and I, was, I was amazed. And I guess my love for cooking grew from then. And as my mom was a cook, I was always behind her, watching her do all these things. And as I got older, I started to study it way before I was married. So it became easy. When my husband was vegetarian and I'm now cooking for him, it was easy for me to substitute the right foods so that he can still remain healthy and still have a balanced diet. Because some persons will think, okay, because I'm a vegetarian, I'm just going to cut meat out but then they don't add a replacement for the meat. You still need to have the protein in your diet. So because I was familiar with food, I, w- I studied food. I knew if I took this out, I can put this in so it's still balanced. So at the end of the day, he's still healthy. So I knew that I was eating healthy. So it was, it was an easy transition for me because I was familiar with the science of food, I should say. So I, I, that, that was easy for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, the only science of food I understand is the eating part. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much to Michael it. Michael <laughs> did. Mike, Mike, you see, Michael, Michael told you earlier that he, that that he lost twenty pounds, mm-hmm. but he didn't tell you that he's six six foot four, and he lost twenty pounds just off of three hundred pounds. So he's now around <laughs> two eighty. He still has I'm work not, to do. I'm not that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he still has some work to do, but everything takes time. As long as Michael takes his time to get there, he will get there. I'm confident if well, he's writing, he's exercising, <laughs> he's eating right. And if he's sleeping well, the beauty, the, sleep is important. Yeah, I sleep well, there. trust me. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, I sleep well. I, I think the beauty, the beauty of being a, a former athlete is that I know what to do. And yeah. I think that it's enabled me to do things quickly because I don't, I don't have to stop and ask somebody a question about, Hey, if I change this diet or if I do this, I don't need to ask that. I already know the answers to those questions. I just have to do it. And you know, the weight gained for me, I've never had weight issues in my life until recently. And part of that as Dave well knows is um, my mom had Alzheimer's and I spent six years in the house and I couldn't go anyplace. Can't leave an Alzheimer's patient alone. So that was where the weight gain. So now I'm trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Are you, are you a chef in, I know that apart from doing your, your YouTube channel, you also have a full-time job. 
Um, are you a chef? And the reason I'm asking you that, are you a professional chef working at a hotel or restaurant? And the, the reason I'm asking you that, um, how do you, how did you get into the international food part as opposed to the local Barbados Caribbean food? Well, actually, no, the, my regular job takes me far away from food. <laughs> no, so I don't do cooking in my regular okay. job. After I studied international cookery and bar technology, when I was at community college, I went on to, I majored in the administrative side of food to complete my degree. So I did the management side of it. So I went in that direction. But my love for hands-on cooking and being in the kitchen and doing that, it was still there, even though I was doing more of the administrative side. But I still continue to love cooking. And that is why, even though I was not working in someone's kitchen or in my own kitchen, I continue to enter lots of competitions because it gave me a chance to still stay almost like in the field, to still be in there creating stuff. And I would have heard many times, you know, I am trying to make something at home and I realized that I ran out of something. And I don't have enough time to get to the supermarket to get a replacement. So I, I created something new. So, you know, whenever you're in a situation where I don't have, I have to come up with something. So that was how a lot of the dishes, the new dishes that I created came about. So I wasn't working in the field, but because of necessity, I stayed there creating different things. And I entered lots of competitions so I can stay like on the pulse of things. And I was always pretty successful when I entered the competitions, lots of local competitions and stuff. NIFCA awards in Barbados, which was a big thing here in Barbados. I would have won some of them. So yeah, I was pretty pleased. That kept me since my major, my nine to five job is not in food at this time. Well, it probably should be after what I've seen on your YouTube channel. Uh, which is where we're going next. It's her YouTube channel, as we told you at the top of the uh, podcast, is she's become a, 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 a YouTube sensation. And her YouTube channel is actually Kelly's Cuisine, and that's Cuisine with a K. So for those of you who uh, like to pr- spell it uh, correctly, forget it. It's Kelly with a K. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Kelly, do you, is there something in before we get into the inspiration behind the site, is there something that you have a specialty in? Because I've noticed from looking at your website, you basically cook everything. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty rounded, but I love drinks. I am pretty rounded. I can cook them all, but I love making drinks. I love trying out different things because I believe like there are so many different varieties of fruit. And as long as you have a fruit, you can get a drink. You know, fruits can be used to make wines. You can get the adult drinks as well. You can use them for the children, you know, you can have them non-alcoholic fruit. So I, I absolutely love creating drinks, but I can touch anything else in the kitchen. But one of my favorites are, are making drinks. I know you're talking my language. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Not the adult drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but you can always take some of the regular drinks and make them adult drinks, you know? That's okay. easy. Yeah, Dave's got a whole bar at his house, so that's easy. 
<laughs> you're, li- you're, you're listening for a response from me, right? You're listening for a response. Well, well, well speaking of drink. <laughs> well, speaking of drinks, the very first thing on your website, which I actually watched about 10 minutes before we started this po- podcast, is a papa drink. First of all, tell everybody what papa is because it's uh, uh, my, my special to you. My God, uh, it's pronounced papa. I don't care. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> all right, papa. So, uh, does the Barbadian uh, know? Tell us about it. Yeah, as everyone knows, our papa, as we call it here in Barbados, yeah, that is a big fruit and it is so sweet. It is hard and green when it's unripe, but as it gets ripe, it becomes soft and yellow and it is. So tasty. I mean, you can just take the papa once you cut it. It has lots and lots of seeds. Some persons actually would eat the seeds. I mean, it isn't something that I do, but some persons can eat the seeds. You eat like pumpkin seeds, you eat sesame seeds. So they eat papaya seeds. Um, But I don't, I just plant them. But once you get rid of the seeds and you eat that fruit, it is so delicious and nutritious high in vitamin C and vitamin A. But what I do with the papaya, I just blend it, like with any other fruit. Blend it, but because, because it's sweet, I add a little citrus, so just like the juice of one lime, just to, to balance it a little bit and sweeten to taste. Now, depending on how sweet the papaya is, you may not have to add a lot of sugar, but I always add sugar or honey to it. But it is such a refreshing and amazing tasting drink papaya drink you need to try that you need to try that it's a really good drink and I, that's the that's latest recipe youtube that I, but that's video recipe that i, I can posted follow. on the channel listen michael michael lives in the middle of the nevada <laughs> desert okay michael lives in las vegas nothing grows there wow nothing grows in las vegas but cactus michael michael tells me i pronounce it wrong but <laughs> <laughs> just like me mispronouncing Papa. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can find it in a supermarket somewhere. Oh, they, they have it here. <laughs> yeah, but Michael, um, in 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 Barbados, it's pronounced Papa, but it's 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 the same thing as papaya here in the United States. Yeah, well, yeah, it's I, the same I, fruit. Yeah, well, yeah. papaya is rampant in the Caribbean. You know, I I have the. Uh, Fortune of having a girlfriend who is from the Caribbean, and I get plenty of papa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I challenge you, Michael, the next time you come across papa or papaya, you need to make some drink. And it's an easy way because it gets ripe and it can be so huge, you don't want it to waste. Okay. just make a drink with it and you can just refrigerate it, you know, refrigerate the drink. So you're going to avoid wastage. Can I put some rum in it? I challenge you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer off air. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that already. I love yeah, it. That, 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 that indicates to me that there's something else going in this drink besides rum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. And rum is totally Caribbean. I guess you want to make it an adult drink. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kelly, are there uh, are there any foods that you just don't like, or any foods that you just wouldn't cook, or or you pretty much can take anything and experiment and give it that nice um, taste and uh, make it enjoyable? I pretty much, I pretty much, yeah, I pretty much can take anything. One thing that comes to mind right now is the okra. The okra, um, you know, it's a vegetable, long green. It has some tiny pods in it. I remember growing up, I hated okra Same because here. it. When you cut the okra, it becomes it becomes slimy. Same thing. So uh, and I I hated that thing. Yep. And my mom sometimes would insist, you know, you have to eat it. So as long as it's on the plate, you have to eat it. And that is still within me. I mean, it is there. You have to eat it. But I hated okra. But now, I mean, as an adult, I don't know why it is that I like things that. Anyway, I prefer, I could eat okra now. <laughs> and know that as a kid I didn't like it but no I can't get enough of it you know and sometimes the way that you prepare the dish makes the difference and for me one way I use okra is to fry it you know and by frying it you don't get that slime and the slime was something that I didn't like so the method that you use to prepare the dish made it easier to eat so that's something I say to everyone. You may think that you don't like a particular dish or you may not like a particular vegetable or fruit, but if you prepare it a different way, you may realize then that you do like it because it was done differently and you didn't even realize that is what you were, you were eating. And I've had that many times. Do it differently. That's interesting. Because so yeah, that's I, it for me. I know a lot of people in the southern part of the United States, especially those with African roots, they actually do fry their okra. What's, yeah. What, what is, once, yeah. Yeah. What is Dave showing us? Ginger. I'm growing. Ginger, I'm growing ginger in my office, Michael. He 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 has a green thumb. His office is in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> I I am growing ginger. In my office, Michael. Wow. All right. That's for the mojitos, right? Yes. Wow. <laughs> there are a lot of things that you can do with that, Ginger David, just so you know. So you you take care of that and just let it grow. There's so many things you can do with it. Right. <laughs> ginger is amazing, especially now during this COVID season. You know, ginger always helps with your immune system. You know, it helps to boost you. So. Yeah. That's a good thing. Keeping that ginger. I'm growing ginger. I'm growing. They call it here to to turmeric. We call it turmeric. Turmeric. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Turmeric. I'm, I'm growing mm-hmm. that in my office, and um, it takes a long time to harvest. But you know, well, I think it ta- it takes yeah. about it takes about ten months or so. But I'm growing it. Okay, patience, patience. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you put it outside in the sun every once in a while? Well, the weather here is not, the weather here is still not consistently in the 60s or so. Uh, sometimes it goes down at 30, in the 30s and 40s Fahrenheit, and that's not good for ginger. Oh. So I'm, I'm, oh. Keeping, I'm, I'm keeping it in the office right now. Then I'll transplant it outside. Oh, okay. You well, control the temperature more in the office. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay. As, as you alluded to earlier, if you tried to grow that here, it would burn up and die in a week. 
<laughs> wow. Wow. Temperature it, makes a difference. Oh, it, it, it will be 100 degrees here within a month. And that is what, in May? Mm-hmm. That early? It's going to be that hot? Yep. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, it, was, okay. ni- it was 90 today, so... Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be warm here. So you could you, you, Dave's right though. That about the only thing you can grow in Nevada is cactus. Wow, you yeah. almost have some Caribbean weather going on over there because it's pretty oh, no, consistent here. No, no, this year. Is, no, 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 no. No, this the, is not. The Cari- it's dry no. here. <laughs> the Caribbean averages. Oh. The Caribbean averages is a high. I think about eighty-six degrees Fahrenheit. I think right. And he was ninety today alone. Oh really? Over there? Oh yes. Oh yes. I I remember a few months ago talking to Michael. It was consistently over 100 for a period of time, right Michael? Mhm. Yeah, yeah we, wow. we, last, last summer starting somewhere around the last week of May, we hit 100 degrees for something like 110 straight days. That's some heat. And, and it's wow. And it's you must drink yeah. a lot during the day this just is, to stay hydrated. This is the third one I've had today. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's hot. Um, I want to get back to food. Forget wow. all this hot stuff talking. I also see another one of my favorites uh, on your website. Yeah, I want to talk about some caramelized plantains. I, I, I actually am looking at your website and I'm seeing something that got my attention. It is actually the second story in your YouTube channel called Caramelized Plantains. Now, I've eaten a lot of plantains in the last couple of years, but I want to know the secret to making good ones. The secret to having good caramelized plantains is the length of time it stays on the stove because plantains are really soft and they can burn really quickly. If you're just frying plantains normally, you can't leave them at all. You need to stay with it. Caramelized plantains are the same thing. You put the oil in, add the sugar, because the sugar is what you're going to use to caramelize the plantain. Then add a little bit of water so you can get some liquid going. Then you're going to add the plantains. You're going to add some hard spice to get a nice flavor, and then add the plantains to the liquid. And you must stay with it. You're going to turn them constantly, gently turn them because you don't want the plantains to become bruised. And as you turn them and as the sugar inside of the liquid in the oil is starting to caramelize, it's going to get sticky. So that will come all around the plantain. You're going to constantly turn it. If you leave it at all, it's going to burn. So the secret to get a good caramelized plantain is to stay with it. And just constantly turn the plantain as it is in the liquid, and it's going to get a nice soft, soft on the inside and a nice exterior. Who in the food world do you most admire? Oh, I love Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon really? Ramsay, yeah, I do. He's some. I just absolutely love him. <laughs> I remember going to the states one time. Just try, I just needed to go to his restaurant, you know, but it didn't quite work out. My my lift didn't get me there, but he's one person that I would love to meet. You know, Gordon Ramsay. I also like Bobby Flay, who is a an Iron Chef. But um, I think out of the two of them, it will be Gordon Ramsay. Listen, you just made Michael's day because Michael's girlfriend. She, oh God, I, I, I don't know. Loves if, him. I, I, I don't. 
Yes. What? <laughs> I absolutely adore him. He's I, I I have taken her to we have a Hills Kitchen here in Las okay. Vegas. I have I have taken her to her birthdays uh, next week. I have taken her to Hell's Kitchen two years in a row for her birthday. <laughs> Uh, even in the wake of a pandemic, I took her to Hell's Kitchen last year (laughs) and uh, I made her promise me not this year. Um, so we're not going there this year, but yeah, we've eaten there so many times. Plus she also knows I work in the entertainment industry. So when the Hell's Kitchen was actually being filmed in Los Angeles, she kept trying to get me to, uh, take her to uh, be on the TV show. You have to get tickets in advance. So the, yeah, that that was a non-star. Yeah. I absolutely love him. I wish I could have done that. She's a lucky girl. <laughs> I'm jealous of uh, her. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well if, if you want to come put up with unbearable heat, I can take you guys too. <laughs> no, no, I think I'll stay. I'll get to wherever he is sometime. <laughs> yeah, I love Well, Gordon the beauty Ramsey. of being in Los Angeles is it's not as hot. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's so true. What trends are you noticing regarding uh, food and wine, food, food and wine pairings? Are there any trends that, 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 yeah, that you're noticing that you're following at the moment? Um, nothing comes to mind because the first thing right now, COVID has just changed everything, even in the food industry. Because, you know, here in Barbados, we rely heavily on tourism. And that has, the COVID has just knocked all of that out, you know. So we don't have a lot of the events that we would have where we can see things like that. We stop. So the only trend right now is just almost trying to survive when it comes to the food. It's a stay alive. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> so a lot of things that we look forward to, we would have like a, a food and wine festival here in Barbados when we would have brought in some international chef like Marcus Samuelson, he was here some year, you know, so we would bring in an international chef and they would, you know, teach us things. We would show us things, make demonstrations, but we haven't been able to do anything like that for almost two years. So a lot of the trends, you know, we, we're not even focusing on that. As I said, we're just trying to survive to get past this because the economy has taken such a hit, you know, so we're just trying to find different ways to do things. But one thing yeah, I've, I've noticed been trying. Is there are a lot of locals, sorry for crossing you, there are a lot of locals who have been springing up because, you know, during any bad situation, it forces persons to be creative and come up with something new. A lot of locals, they have been springing up with different types of wines, a lot of like natural wines, different juices rather than the, the regular wine that we are accustomed to from grape juice. No, they're coming up with rice wine and breadfruit wine. <laughs> yeah, all of these, these different things and creations, you know, they're just coming up with different things. That is one thing that we are seeing. We are seeing creativity coming up because things have become so depressed as we're trying to cope through this pandemic. What you were saying? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I actually have a question that's semi-related to all of this. You're in Barbados, and and you made the point that you are a country that's really dependent upon tourism. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this on April 20th. Um, what are you hearing from your tourism ministry in terms of when Barbados may be open to some tourism? 
Well, they were hoping to be able to reopen to other planes coming in maybe by July. But as you just said, it is April 20th. We are in the Caribbean and only last week, another Caribbean island, St. Vincent, had a volcanic eruption. And the wind has sent all of the ash, all the smoke, our way. So Barbados has been suffering with severe ash fall. Even though we don't have a volcano, the wind has sent everything our way. So now the, we were getting ready to reopen, but the airports now have to close because the ash is all over the place. We have this massive cleanup going on right now. So there's so many things now that would have affected it. But if everything goes away, the volcano settles down. We don't have the wind sending everything here. COVID settles because they're trying to manage COVID hopefully around July or so. So that would be in another two months. They are slowly starting to start different flights so that we can have, we can reopen our, our tourism. We can start getting more persons coming back to the island. Yeah. I mean, I mean, ash is dangerous for an airplane too, because if it gets sucked into the engine, those engines could stall and then you have another problem. Like yes. That. And then they're yes, talking sir. about the, the runway. Because it, the ash causes the roads to become slippery. It's slippery. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult for the planes to land and to take off. So they're trained to avoid any catastrophes. I mean, one plane was diverted a couple of days ago to Antigua because the runway was laden with, with ash. So we're, well, that's cleared now and planes are landing now. But we hope to reopen to the general work of tourism once we get the ash under control. And we are managing well with the COVID, I must say. At this time, our government has really been going all out to make sure that we do everything to keep the COVID numbers from spiking. And we have been doing well. The Barbadians have have mostly been adhering to the protocols and we've been managing well. So we should reopen to the world for tourism very soon. And we will be ready to welcome them back with open arms. Nice, wow. nice, 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 nice. Well, I, I guess you can't cook with ash, so you know. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> hey, you gotta do something with all that ash. <laughs> Kelly, I wanna add a little <laughs> I wanna add a little a little humor here. Um tell me the funniest kiss kitchen incident. I don't wanna say accident that <laughs> that you've had. You spend <laughs> you, you you spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I'm certain that you've had <laughs> <laughs> something funny happen to you actually, while cooking. Actually, the first thing that came to mind this this wasn't in the kitchen, but it was related to food. And this was actually with the okra. You know, the okra is is very easy to grow. It it isn't one of those vegetables that you have to give you know tender love and care. You just Throw them outside right. and they're going to grow whatever conditions. It seems like the okra grows. And I was trying my hand at trying to, you know, start a vegetable garden because I said, okay, you love cooking. Maybe you can start planting your own stuff. So I, I am terrible, terrible at it. I am absolutely terrible. I have no <laughs> green thumb, but I had the okra. The only <laughs> thing that grew were the okras. And I got so excited. When the okras were growing and I saw them growing up, so they probably got to like three inches and I'm watching them and I'm like, whoa, good. 
I'm not going to pick the okras yet. I'm going to let them stay a little longer. And they went to five inches. And like the thing about okras, you have to pick them as soon as possible when they're soft. Yeah. Because when you cook them, you know, you can eat them when they're soft. But I didn't know that. But I was so excited that the okras were growing. I refused, refused to pick them because I wanted them to stay on the tree as long as possible. <laughs> when I finally decided to pick them, they started to cook them. Hard. They were so hard. And I have them in there boiling. And okra <laughs> would take maybe like 10 minutes to cook. We are like 20 minutes in and these things are not getting soft. And I'm here wondering. I was so excited because this was homegrown, my own okra. But this thing was just taking forever. And I'm wondering, why isn't this okra cooking? It was way too hard i kept it on a tree too long so for anyone out there if you're gonna plant okras as soon as they come out you need to pick them because otherwise you can't cook it so i spent like 20 minutes in the kitchen and i'm there boiling and boiling and boiling and it's like if i am boiling wood it really did absolutely nothing to it so that was that was a big mishap it never happened again but um that was a big mishap <laughs> well, for me and Michael, that's a bit of that's a bit of growing advice, vegetable growing advice. Okay, Michael, <laughs> what are you telling me for? You know, I'm not growing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I live in Vegas. The only thing we grow here is cactus. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I live in Vegas, and only thing grows here is cactus. That's true. Cactus. Yeah, cactus and snakes. Oh the my snakes, goodness! Right. <laughs> oh, oh! By the way, I forgot to tell you, Dave. Mm-hmm. We actually captured two mountain lions in the city of Las Vegas in the last week. No, Mm-mm. wow! They actually had to. They took them out of the city. They tranquilized them and then resettled them in the hills. Uh, a, a month before that, there was a coyote in my girlfriend's backyard at her parents' house. No. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Now we we have coyotes around here all the time. That's that's normal for us. But to have a mountain lion in the city and especially two of them, listen, the yeah. the only wild animal we have in Barbados are monkeys. And monkeys have become so used so used to human that they they literally live live among, among us. us. They're not afraid of us. Among yeah, us, yeah, they're not afraid of and us. They become they become oh, yeah, like pests, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were they were like that when I was in Costa Rica. They were literally all over my uh, uh, balcony at my hotel room, and uh, they would always give us fruit in the morning. And we, they gave us so much fruit we couldn't eat it all. So I would set an apple outside on the on the balcony, and the monkeys would see it, but they wouldn't come out of the trees until I went inside and closed the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, they got it. <laughs> well, like like and uh, wow, like David said, not here in Barbados. They're gonna come outside and they'll want to sit with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. Kelly, you cook, you cook all of this food. Um, Just looking at it, it makes you hungry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For your everyday cooking at home with your family, do you do you ever cook? Do you cook a substantial amount of the food that that you prepare on uh, YouTube? Yes, I do. I do. I do. Because they are to me like almost like the guinea pig. 
when I'm trying to come up with something <laughs> new, I'm trying out something. Yeah, I tested on them first, especially my son. You know, so children you test- are. I tested on them. Are you tested on your family? Yes, I do. Look at that. (laughs) They're like Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, when I'm trying something new. And like my son is is very, like, very unforgiving, you know, very frank, you know, very upright. If he Mm. doesn't like it, it, he's going to let you know. He's not going to say, oh, mommy was taking forever in the kitchen trying to put this thing together. Nope. If he doesn't like it, that is it. He'll let me know why he doesn't like it. So if I'm trying to to reach a a younger market, I know, but I definitely can't do it this way because if he reacts like this, the other little children will react the same way. So I use them to test when I'm doing, coming up with new things in in the kitchen. And that's in everyday cooking for me at home. Uh, Well, send me your address, okay? (laughs) <laughs> I'm coming for dinner. <laughs> the next time you're <laughs> the next time you're in Barbados, definitely. <laughs> um, definitely. Hey Michael, we're not taking you. Michael, we're not taking you, okay? That's fine because you guys wouldn't get anything to eat anyway. Take it <laughs> I'll send Michael the recipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. I remember then, then I'll hire a cook. That I like when I was when I was writing the book. Um, I remember I wanted to include more Caribbean dishes as opposed to just Barbadian dishes. And so I used dishes from Guyana, dishes from Trinidad, dishes from Jamaica. And in my mind, since I wanted to get familiar with it and the type of cooking, I would say to the others, okay, now this week is Jamaica week. And I cooked only Jamaican food at home for that week. And then the next week, well, this is Guyana week, and I'm going to cook only the kind of food that you will cook in Guyana, mm. just so I would get familiar with the food as I was trying to come mm-hmm. up with a dish to when I was writing the book. So I experimented a lot. So they got a chance to travel the world, you know, as I was writing the book through different cuisines that I was testing out. So, yeah, that's what yeah. I did. I, yeah, but of course, they were I know happy Michael. all the time, but... <laughs> I know Michael has a number of questions to ask you about the book, so that's a perfect segue. But before we go there, have you ever thought about opening up your own restaurant? Many times. Many times. You know, so I won't let anything out of the bag at this time, but many times. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, I have thought about it. Oh, okay. Well, Dave Dave will be your first investor. Ah. I opened up the door for Michael to answer these questions and the way you gave that answer now you prompted Michael he's going to dig he's going to dig it even deeper Oh dear <laughs> well, my, my, my question is is your book still available Yes it is it is available um Fine. on Amazon it is available okay. yeah on some local bookshops here and some bookshops okay. around the world yeah, but it's definitely on Amazon, so you can find it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we're going to um, actually, for those of you listening, we're going to link uh, Kelly's YouTube channel and her book uh, on our website when we do the write-up for the show. So you will have it. Her, the title of the book is Fine Dining Caribbean Vegetarian Recipes by Kelly Henry, and we will have all that linked up for you. So you can 
actually purchase it right off of our website as well. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to get that out there because uh, we would be remiss in our duties if we didn't promote your book. Wonderful. Um, as regards to recipes, I got one more question to ask because you, you already <laughs> said your harshest critic is your son. Yes. <laughs> Does he have a favorite Kelly Henry recipe? Does he have a favorite? The only one or is he that like comes me? Just to mind right now because children, they change their mind. Yeah, they change their mind so quickly. But the only one that comes to mind right now is one called corn pie. That is one that he would ask for me oh. to make. Corn pie. And mm. that recipe actually got its origins in Trinidad. Yeah, but we use it a lot here in Barbados, but it originated in, in Trinidad. So that is one dish that he really liked. Okay, well, we, I just wanted to know, because the harshest critic will always be able to tell you where to go get the right food. So, um, And so uh, my last question for you is, what's next for you? I mean, where are we going from here? I, I know you're waiting for the country to reopen, but as far as your cooking and things like that, do you have any future plans? There's one thing I can share with you. I'm about to launch a website. It's called Kelly's Cuisine246.com. And on the website, I will be selling lots of kitchen gadgets, hoping to change everyone into a master chef. So that's I, the slogan cook it. like a master chef. I love so it. That I should be launched it. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Kelly's Cuisine246. So you can just go on and browse this in the embryonic stages, but it is up. So we're trying to finish that. And, and I'm sure there are other things that will pop up along the way, which I will probably not say at this time, but other things are in the works. It, it, it sounds other to me like... Other things are in the works. But right to... now, the... Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying it sounds to you like... No, no, no. I was going to say it sounds to me like somebody's getting awfully close to quitting their day job. It sounds to me like somebody's not saying anything. <laughs> no I like comment. that. I, I love that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. But I can tell you for sure about Kelly's Cuisine246.com, which you can feel free to browse around in a couple of weeks and, um, and see if you see something there that you like. Uh, all right. Well, when the time is right and you get to that point, um, we I'll are let here. You guys know. Yes. yes, and we are here to 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 help you in the process. As a as a matter Thank of fact, you. yes, we mm -hmm. we will be right here to help to help you in the process. Yes. Thank yes. you so much. I will, yeah, we'll You're definitely welcome. keep you guys informed. Well, well, thank you so much, and and Kelly, thank you for doing this. I know uh, we've had those uh, internet challenges from so far away, but uh, trust me, uh, yeah, this, this was really a lot of fun having you as our guest and. Uh, Thank you Fair so enough. much for having me. Getting to hear your exciting stories and, and your future plans, even though they're only partial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but no, we, we understand. So, yeah, for those of you listening, her YouTube channel uh, is Kelly's Cuisine with a K, please, with a K. And you just heard her mention that her new uh, website is in its embryonic stages, Kelly's Cuisine246.com. And uh, Kelly, again, thank you so much for doing this with us. And uh, I hope you'll come back. 
Thank you so much. And I look forward to you coming to Barbados so I can treat you to a homemade dinner. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that's too hard to pass up. I may have to risk quarantine for that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that invitation is for David as well. So when you both come to Barbados sometime, you just need to hook me up. Oh, you're just throwing me in, by the way. That's okay. Of course not. Of course not. I just want to make sure you know that it's for you as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello. Thank you. You have a wonderful night. So if you like our show and you want to learn more, please uh, join our uh, uh, newsletter. And you can get access to our newsletter at tripcast360.com, which is... uh, uh, our website that has a lot of great travel information. It'll have this podcast with Kelly on it in a couple of weeks. And uh, so we want you to uh, join the conversation. Um, if you have any uh, ideas for guests for our show, uh, especially those of you who have good travel stories that you'd like to tell and don't mind sharing and have some laughs, you can send those to us at our email address, contact at tripcast360.com. We are always, always, always looking for good guests. And so please bring those travel stories with you. And this is Michael Gordon Bennett for my dear friend, Dave Cumberbatch. Uh, Dave, I think it's uh, time to wrap her up. Well, until next time for Michael, this is Dave. And we want to thank our guest once again, Ellie Henry. Until she launches her website, you can catch a number of her exotic cuisines on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, do a search for Kelly's Cuisine. Kelly's Cuisine, cuisine starting with the letter K. Until next time, Michael, this is Dave. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was was, was my turn. (laughs) Yeah.